Hallelujah. Welcome to Faithline. Today, I will be talking on how to keep standing in Christ without falling. Hallelujah. This is a very crucial topic. Some times ago, around the year 1999, I find myself coming to the presence of the Lord with so much sorrow and guilt in me every time. So I discovered I found I spent the larger part of my prayer time seeking God's mercy. I felt condemned and condemnation in my soul, in myself, in my heart. And then one day I look at it and say, Lord, can I just come to your presence with liberty and freedom without sense of guilt and condemnation in my heart? I began to seek the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit gave me a very important answer and it really worked. It helped me. I know there are so many people who are also feeling the same way, who are looking for a way to serve God with the freedom and the fullness of joy without any condemnation in their heart. Despite all the scriptures that you know that you quote, but yet you still feel this condemnation. Now I'm going to show you how to keep standing in Christ without falling. It is possible you can live in Christ without falling, without stumbling. Amen. Now, as I will go on, I want you to realize that there are two major ways this could be possible. And the two are essential and they work together. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, number one is God himself helping you. You need the help of God so you can stand without falling. Praise God. You need the help of God so you can stand without falling. Now, when you look at book of Psalm chapter 56, verse 13, the Bible says, For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling? So, God is the number one person that can keep you from falling. And that is where you understand that this is not about self-righteousness. It's not about the hams you're giving. It's not about how nice you are. It's not about the offering that you give. It's not about you're not trying to be good. Not about that. But God himself is the first person. It's the first in, in this matter that can keep you from falling. Hallelujah. When you check also in the book of Psalm 116, verse 8, the Bible says, For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. So you must acknowledge that first thing, you need God's help to keep you from falling. You see, sometimes I have found myself in a very close show with sin. I mean, that I cannot explain how I narrowly escaped it. You know, you know, sometimes some of us we felt like we began to feel like we are superman, we are so we are so righteous, and then we begin to condemn other people. But I tell you, when you have been to certain things and certain area in your life and you discover that it is only God, there are areas that is only God that can save you there. No matter how anointed you are, you still need to depend on God to save you and to keep you and to help you. 
praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to show you that in the book of Jude, Jude chapter 1, verse 24. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present you faultless before his presence of glory with exceeding joy. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us before his glorious presence. Now unto him there is a him, there is someone who is able to keep us from falling. It is this, this, this God's prerogative. It is God's work. So don't puff up, don't raise your shoulder. You need God constantly to help you. Hallelujah. Now, this does not mean that you're going to put all the blame and the fault on God for your falling because you also have a role to play. And this role is very critical. And that is exactly the point that the Holy Spirit ministered to me. Praise God. And I'm going to show you in the Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. The Bible, the Holy Spirit showed, gave me that hint and it works for me from the day I found it. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do this, if you do these things, you will never fall. Hallelujah. The day I saw this place, I was so excited. And what does the Bible mean? It said, do all in your power. Be so diligent to make your calling and election sure. Now, your service in God falls under two categories. Is it that it falls into your calling or it falls into your election? Somebody said, I have not received any call from God. Your service in the house of God, your service unto God is an election. There is no calling like assistant pastor, assistant overseer, or general overseer, or a deacon. All this are election. What the Bible is saying is that, it says, do diligently. Be committed to it. You have been called as an evangelist. Don't slack your hand. Go all out for it. Be preaching the word in season and out of season. My friend, you can never fall. It is a fail-proof system. I have used it. It has worked for me. You can never fall. You can never fall. Listen to me. As long as you continue in it, it can never fall. Praise the name of the Lord. Now listen to me. If you have been called an apostle, a prophet, make sure you have fully committed unto this calling that God, with which God has called you, you cannot fall. The Bible says, for if you do these things, you will never fall. You can underline that in your Bible. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 10. He said, you will never I underlined never in my Bible. Every Bible that I used, I kept underlining never. Never means never. If you do these things, you will never fall. Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at what the Bible is now telling us. That it is God as a role and you have your own role. Now what is the role of God in doing this? It is what I call intercession that Christ does for you. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, it said, For he liveth, he is able to save unto the hand those who have come to know God through him, because he liveth to intercede for them. 
is able to save unto the end those who have come to know God through him because he lives to intercede for them. So Christ is alive. And what it does is to keep interceding for you so that you don't fall. Now, what is your own role? Your own role is found in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So now the only danger in this is if you stop doing it. For if you keep doing it, if you keep being diligent at the calling of God for your life, you will never fall. You can't fold your hands and expect that you will not fall. You have been called into the ministry. You have been called into the work of God. Get your Bible. Go out. Preach the gospel. No matter what, what rule, no matter what is what limitation is in place in, in your front by the devil or by the government or by the agency or by leadership, make sure you find a way to fulfill the ministry that God has committed into your hands. Because if you fail to do so, then falling will be imminent. Praise the name of the Lord. I believe that this secret will work for you and it will produce good results for you in Jesus' name. My name is Hademola He Hadebayo, and this is Faithline. Thank you. Shalom. Hallelujah. Welcome to Faithline. Today on Faithline, I will be talking on three cures for monotonous prayer life. Three cures for monotonous prayer life. How do you cure monotony in your prayer life? Hallelujah. And uh, quickly, I like to go through these three cures. When you pray to God in your place of prayer, you need to look out for these three things so that I can keep the fire burning and the fire going in your life and in your prayer life so you don't die off. Hallelujah. What is monotony? Monotony sets in when a man does something, the same thing, often the same way, and there is nothing, no difference in what he's doing. So everything's become monotonous. He becomes tired. He becomes uninteresting. And then he wants to quit because there is no adventure in what he's doing again. Hallelujah. Prayer could become like this. There are so many people who are hearing me today who have stopped praying because it's just like the prayer has become mechanical. It's just like just, just trying to push it. Nothing interesting in your prayer life. Now, I'm going to tell you these three things, and it's going to help you in your prayer life, and then you'll be glued to praying again in the name of Jesus. Now, number one is revelation. 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 You need revelation. When your prayer life is backed with revelation, you have the power. You are fired up to pray because you have received a revelation. Revelation guides you. Revelation is like the vision of God. Vision from the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29 verse 18, the Bible says that without vision, that the people perish. Now, when there is no vision, when you don't receive any insight, you don't receive any signal, you don't receive any, any instruction from God, then you everything, the prayer will not be interesting to you. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15, it said that the labor of the foolish 
wearies them for they do not know the way to the city so when there is no vision when there is no vision there will be weariness everything will be weary everything will weary you because you don't know the way to go about it prayer will be wearisome praise the name of the lord now in book of acts chapter 10 we read the story of a man called cornelius he has been praying like that praying but one day he had a revelation and that revelation revolutionized his, his entire life, his spiritual work. And that brought the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit onto the Gentile nation. When in the dream, I mean in the revelation, he was asked to call on Peter. And when Peter got to the place and he prayed for them, and the Bible told us that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the life of the Spirit becomes fresh and anew. Their work with God becomes renewed. And they were empowered to walk and go on. If not, the fire will have gone down. Praise the name of the Lord. Now what do you do? You ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. You ask the Spirit of the Lord to open your eyes so you can be able to walk with God with revelation that your prayer life can be packed with revelation there are so many especially those who are in the intercessory ministry you need revelation you don't just pray and close and pray yes you have faith but i tell you with no time that fire may die down but when you have revelation of god hallelujah when you have the revelation of god you are you will be able to keep going before cornelius sent people to Joppa, where Peter was, Peter had already had a revelation when he was praying. The disciples were living by revelation and it helped him. It kept them going because there's a constant, there's a constant reminder that God is on their side. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, number two cure you need for to take your prayer out of monotony is instructions. Praise God. Now listen to me. In the place of prayer, you need to constantly receive instructions from God. There must be instructions from God. God instructs us. The Bible told us in the book of Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3, it said that we will go to the house of the Lord. He said, from there, therefore, there we shall be instructed. Because when you go to the mountain of the Lord, prayer is like going to the mountain. You need instruction. Now listen to me. When you go to the presence of the Lord, God is always instructing us. In the presence of the Lord, in your place of prayer, that is where you receive the plan of God for your life. The plan of God for the, for the, for the kingdom. The plan of God, what he wants you to do. There you also receive the pattern. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible told us in the book of Hebrews chapter 8, he told, he said, he spoke unto Moses that he should ensure that he keeps with the pattern. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5. He said, We will serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you. On the mountain. So when you're on the mountain, you receive pattern, plan, and the pattern of God for your life, for your ministry, for whatever you need to do. The plan of God is revealed to you. Instructions is instructions are given unto you. Praise the name of the Lord. So when you keep receiving instruction and revelation in the place of prayer, 
prayer will not be like it won't be monotonous. Prayer will not be like will not be will not be mechanical. Prayer will not be like you just want to fulfill righteousness. There will be excitement in getting into the place of prayer. Hallelujah. One of the problems we have today is that people are not receiving instruction in the place of prayer. And that is why you see ministry A copying what ministry B is doing. You don't have to do the same thing. Because if you receive your instruction from God, you won't be a copycat. You remember in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 18, verse 10, there was a man called Zedekiah, son of Kinana, who himself and about 4,000 other prophets went to create a road. And they told the king, they told King Hare of, of Israel to go to war. They all they did the same thing. Why? Because there was no, they were not in the presence of God and they obtained no instruction from God. But one man, his name was Micaiah, he had instruction from God. Only him could tell the king the mind of God. Hallelujah. He had instruction from God. So in the presence of prayer, in the presence of God, in the place of prayer, there must be instruction. So you need instruction. Hallelujah. You need instruction. Make sure you receive instruction from God. Number three is Obedience is obedience. If God gives you an instruction today and you don't carry it out, don't expect him to give you another one the next time you come to his presence. Hallelujah. Now, when God stops talking to you in the place of prayer, prayer will become dead. It will be a dead life and monotony will set in automatically. Because you will just be coming and there will be no reciprocal response from God. And then prayer will become monotonous. Amen. Please note this. God won't go another step with you until you take the previous step. Do you understand? God will not go another step with you until you take the last step. So if God has given you a step to take, he won't take you a double step. He will want you to take the last step. So the last instruction, until you obey the last instruction, God will not give you another instruction. God will not give you another revelation. When God gives you revelation, most of the time, he's trying to, he's, 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 he's trying to quicken you up. He wants you to pray about it. So if you will not pray over the revelation of God, you won't get another one. If you will not carry out the first instruction God has given unto you, He won't give you another instruction. He can give you instruction in righteousness. It could be about your lifestyle. It could be an instruction about what you do in the house of God. It could be an instruction about your ministry. When you don't carry out this instruction, anytime you appear before God, you will just be there under a closed heaven. The heaven will be closed the wall will be built around you and then you will not be able to connect to God. No matter how long you continue, you will be having a monotonous prayer life. Hallelujah. Now hear what the Bible says, what God said to, the, to that church in Revelation chapter 2 verse 5. He told, he told them, he said, to consider, to remember therefore the height from which you are falling. Repent and do the former thing. The else I will come quickly and I will remove your lampstand. So God is saying, remember 
your first love. Remember what you have done in the past. Say, remember the height where you are falling from. And then make amends before God finally shut the door against you. And then you don't have access into his presence again. Hallelujah. If you will pray to the Lord concerning these three things in the place of your prayer, prayer will be interesting. Prayer will be fantastic. Prayer will be a thing that you look out for every day again. And I pray with you that the things of monotony be broken over your prayer life in the name of Jesus. So why don't you bow your heads and pray now and ask him that the Holy Spirit will lead you into revelation, instruction, and obedience in him in the name of Jesus. Thank you and God bless you. My name is Ademola E. Adebayo and this is Faithline. Shalom. Hallelujah. Welcome to Faithline. Today I will be talking on how to keep standing in Christ without falling. Hallelujah. This is a very crucial topic. Some times ago, around the year 1999, I find myself coming to the presence of the Lord with so much sorrow and guilt me every time. So I discover I found I spend the larger part of my prayer time seeking God's mercy. I felt condemned condemnation in my soul, in myself, in my heart. And then one day I look at it and say, Lord, can I just come to your presence with liberty and freedom without sense of guilt and condemnation in my heart? I began to seek the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit gave me a very important answer, and it really worked. It helped me. I know there are so many people who are also feeling the same way, who are looking for a way to serve God with the freedom and the fullness of joy without any condemnation in their heart. Despite all the scriptures that you know that you quote, but yet you still feel this condemnation. Now I'm going to show you how to keep standing in Christ without falling. It is possible you can live in Christ without falling, without stumbling. Amen. Now as I will go on, I want you to realize that there are two major ways this could be possible and the two are essential and they work together. Praise the name of the Lord. Now number one is God himself helping you. You need the help of God so you can stand without falling. Praise God. You need the help of God so you can stand without falling. Now when you look at book of Psalm chapter 56 verse 13, the Bible says, for you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling? So God is the number one person that can keep you from falling and that is where you understand that this is not about self-righteousness it's not about the hams you're giving it's not about how nice you are it's not about the offering that you give it's not about not trying to be good not about that but god himself is the first person it's the first 
in, in this matter that can keep you from falling. Hallelujah. When you check also in the book of Psalm 116, verse 8, the Bible says, For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. So you must acknowledge that first thing, you need God's help to keep you from falling. You see, sometimes I have found myself in a very close show with sin. I mean, that I cannot explain how I narrowly escaped it. You know, you know. Sometimes some of us we felt like we began to feel like we are Superman. We are so we are so righteous, and then we begin to condemn other people. But I tell you, when you have been to certain things and certain area in your life, and you discover that it is only God, there are areas that is only God that can save you there. No matter how anointed you are, you still need to depend on God to save you and to keep you and to help you. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm going to show you that in the book of Jude, Jude chapter 1 verse 24. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present you faultless before his presence of glory with exceeding joy. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us before his glorious presence. Now unto him, there is a him, there is someone who is able to keep us from falling. It is this, this, this God's prerogative. It is God's work. So don't puff up, don't raise your shoulder. You need God constantly to help you. Hallelujah. Now, this does not mean that you're going to put all the blame and the fault on God for your falling because you also have a role to play. And this role is very critical. And that is exactly the point that the Holy Spirit ministered to me. Praise God. And I'm going to show you in the Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. The Bible, the Holy Spirit showed, gave me that hint and it works for me from the day I found it. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do this, if you do these things, you will never fall. Hallelujah. The day I saw this place, I was so excited. And what does the Bible mean? It said, do all in your power. Be so diligent to make your calling and election sure. Now, your service in God falls under two categories. He said, I falls into your calling or it falls into your election. Somebody said, I have not received any call from God. Your service in the house of God, your service unto God is an election. There is no calling like assistant pastor, assistant overseer, or general overseer, or a deacon. All these are election. What the Bible is saying is that 
say do diligently be committed to it you have been called as an evangelist don't slack your hand go all out for it be preaching the word in season and out of season my friend you can never fall it is a fail proof system i have used it it has worked for me you can never fall you can never fall listen to me as long as you continue in it it can never fall praise the name of the lord now listen to me If you have been called an apostle, a prophet, make sure you have fully committed unto this calling that God, with which God has called you, you cannot fall. The Bible says, For if you do these things, you will never fall. You can underline that in your Bible. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. He said, You will never. I underlined never in my Bible. Every Bible that I used, I kept underlining never. Never means never. If you do these things, you will never fall. Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at what the Bible is now telling us. That it is God as a role and you have your whole role. Now what is the role of God in doing this? It is what I call intercession that Christ does for you. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, it says, For he liveth, he is able to save unto the hand those who have come to know God through him, because he liveth to intercede for them. He is able to save unto the hand those who have come to know God through him, because he lives to intercede for them. So, Christ is alive, and what he does is to keep interceding for you so that you don't fall. Now, what is your own role? Your own role is found in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. So now the only danger in this is if you stop doing it. But if you keep doing it, if you keep being diligent at the calling of God for your life, you will never fall. You can't fold your hands and expect that you will not fall. You have been called into the ministry. You have been called into the work of God. Get your Bible. Go out. Preach the gospel. No matter what, what rule, no matter what is what limitation is in place in, in your front by the devil or by the government or by the agency or by leadership, make sure you find a way to fulfill the ministry that God has committed into your hands. Because if you fail to do so, their falling will be imminent. Praise the name of the Lord. I believe that this secret will work for you and it will produce good results for you in Jesus' name. My name is Hademola He Hadebayo, and this is Faithline. Thank you. Shalom.